Welcome to the Off Lead Podcast, presented by Gun Dog Outpost. My name is Tyler Meaden, and I am your host. On this week's episode, we have Zach Miller on. Zach is an Army vet and the owner of Southern Loon Retrievers out in Pennsylvania. And on this episode, uh, we go in-depth on exposure and why that is so vitally important for a young dog. I can't really overstate it enough, and and you'll hear more about that uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, We also discuss Zach's backstory, how he got into gun dogs, as well as his level of transparency with clients, which is pretty unique and and pretty cool to talk about. Uh, The conversation was unique. It was a lot of fun. I think you're going to enjoy it. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Gun Dog Outpost, the store for all your gun dog training needs. If you haven't headed on out and and checked out gundogoutpost.com, you're missing out. Uh, there's always new products and things that uh, you're going to need for your gun dog. And after you get done at gundogoutpost.com, uh, head on over to drinkhoist.com and uh, check out what they got going on there. So if you're wondering what hoist is, it is IV level hydration in a bottle. Hoist is one of three electrolyte drinks approved by the Department of Defense. So uh, right now, hunting season is open or, or will be opening soon for, for most everyone that's listening. That means we're going to be spending time in the duck blind, tromping through the upland fields. After your hunt, uh, make sure you grab a bottle of hoist and rehydrate yourself. Take care of yourself as well as your dogs. Um, special bonus, if you are going to, if you want to buy some now and you use the code GUNDOGOUTPOST, all caps and one word, you're going to get 10% off your order. So, so grab some now, um, take advantage of that discount. And without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. All right, Zach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So as we get started, uh, why, don't, why don't you tell everyone, why don't you introduce yourself and then tell everyone where you're from and, and the name of your business. Sure. So uh, Zach Miller, uh, I'm 27. I'm out of, uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania, uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, exactly. Uh, I'm a Army veteran. I was an infantryman for just under five years. Um, when I got out, I uh, started my business, Southern Loon Retrievers. We specialize, or I specialize in producing, training, and uh, competing with uh, high-quality gun dogs for waterfowl, uh, excuse me, waterfowl hunters, and uh, we specifically train Labrador Retrievers. And uh, we are a, a, a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business, and, and we take uh, a lot of pride in that. So. Um, big deal for us and um you know I've, I've been training dogs for been hunting and, and training dogs and been in that community for probably 11 years now but i guess if you want to say officially and, and on paper um as a business you know we we've been doing it since 2019 so um that's, that's kind awesome. of a quick story for you yeah no that that's great so first of all i just want to say thank you for your service Thank you. Um, second, so uh, how did you get started? You've been training dogs for 11 years. Like how, mm-hmm. uh, take me back to how you got into it and how you got started. I, I think the, the the biggest influencer on that was just kind of, you know, growing up there weren't dogs in the family. There, You know, it was mainly 
just being out there hunting and, and seeing it, whether it was on TV or, or just going with friends when I was hunting and they would have dogs and just seeing how, you know, whether they're professionally trained or not, or it would just be that person, how they trained it and just seeing how they, they worked and their natural instincts just to be able to say, you know, or, or that person would tell me, you know, Hey, my dog's not trained. That's just me sending my dog out in the water and they'd go bring that bird back. And I would see that and think, you know, okay, well, what's a fully trained dog look like? Yeah. And I would just be taking mental snapshots and mental notes all those years. Yeah. And when it would come to the point where I'd go hunting with someone with a professionally trained dog, you know, all these years I'd be taking these notes, you know, literally and, and figuratively, um, to the point where, you know, I, I got it in my mind where, okay, you know, one day I want to do this either part-time or full-time and I want to do it right. I don't want to be one of those guys that, you know, they get this idea in their head one at, you know, one month out of the year and they right. think, right. Okay. I'm going to make this business, you know, a month later they have it. And then next year they're, they're bankrupt or they're out of business. Yeah. I want to do the other way that we're going to plant this seed. We're going to slowly grow it the right way. We're going to master the craft. And then as soon as we can get into it, we're going to do it right so that it lasts the longest. That was sure. my idea. And that's sure. what I'm no. looking for now. No, it makes sense. And I think, you know, like that, like training dogs is a, is a year round thing. It's a business that can burn you out too. So having the right mindset, you know, and, and wanting to take it slow and, and, and grow it and make sure you have the, the passion for it. That makes a lot of sense to me. Sure. Um, let's see. Um, there's so, there's so much there that you just said. So you were, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I want to go back to go back to this though. So you were, you're 27. So you got started training dogs though, like your own dogs when you were 16. This, uh, more so working with other people. Okay. I don't think, obviously at that age, I was not ready to have my dog. You know, I was nowhere. I can tell you this from experience. I was nowhere ready to just be like, Oh my God. Yeah, bring me all these dogs. I'm ready to just take them on. Like, right, on right, for that. Right. You know, I'm still at the point where, you know, I get dogs now. I'm just like, and, and I think it's more so that good nervousness yes. where you get a dog now even. And it's like, you know, am I really ready for this dog? And it's good to kind of have that nervous feeling. And you always hear people say it no matter what it is. It's like, you know, you got, if you don't have that feeling, it means you've lost the, the passion yeah. for it. Yeah. So. Every, every dog that I train, I get, I have that nervous feeling. Yeah. yeah like, you know, you, you put a time crunch on something you put like an end date, like by this date, the dog needs to be here. It's like, okay. All right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, so you were 16 though, and you were like, okay, you were starting to really to go forward and try to really take notes. That's the point in time when you started working with other people. Like, I'd maybe say around that time. Okay. yeah, that, that was kind of, yeah, if if I had to put a number, I'd say around that age because that was kind of when the hunting really started to pick up. Um, I think that was when the maturity kind of to to really take form, and I started to realize, okay, you know, this is what I'm really starting to 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 take a liking to because all that pressure of of starting to like I said, mature. You're starting to realize, okay, what do I want to do with my life as I'm getting older? And no one really knows at that age. Um, the military wasn't even a thought in my mind. Um, but I knew I loved hunting. I knew I loved labs, you know, 
so that was something that stuck. And um, as the years went on, you know, it just kind of, it was one kind of a constant that, excuse me, that I knew I wanted to keep. And, you know, lo and behold, here I am that many years later following that constant. Sure. Yeah. Did you have, did you have anyone help you get started? Like starting your business, you know, like training wise, like your training program, developing that piece. So like another pro or a friend or. I definitely, yeah. And to say no to that would be foolish. Um, I, I definitely had a ton of help um, in, in terms of, uh, you know, pro trainers or, or actual, you know, um, mentors. My, I, I would definitely credit a lot of that. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many of those DVDs I've watched, uh, uh, you know, just come I mean, I, I, I could go on and on with names about it. Um, but I mean, you go down the list, I could, I could, I could name them all for you, but sure. I think the, the real, um, the real influencer that kind of locked it in for me was actually when I deployed to Iraq and we had our dog handlers there. They were the ones that taught me the most and they were the ones who really kind of took, you know, when I went over there, I kind of had all the pieces, so to speak. I, you know, I, I had, I'm trying to think of a good analogy for it, but I held the pieces of the puzzle. Okay. Yep. And I had them all in the box of how to train a gun dog. Okay. Right. But I wasn't understanding. Okay. You know, how do I put them all together and how do I, you know, get in the dog's head? How do I not get frustrated? Like all those kind of like mental pieces. How do I take those and the puzzle pieces of training the dog just step by step. How do I mesh them? Right, right. How does, it become, how does it become a process essentially, right? Right. And how do I get, you know, not so much mentally or, or, or emotionally attached to them, but how do I really just, you know, take a dog out of the kennel and just flip a switch. Okay, you know, hey, here's this dog. All right, for 10 minutes, I'll, you know, I'm going to put everything into it. Put them back in. Here's this next dog. Same mm -hmm. thing, you know. How do I do all these little things? And over that course of just under a year, you know, they taught me all, I can't even tell you that I have this big leather binder. It's just, it's just stuffed. I call it my Bible. And um, I mean, it is stuffed. And it, I just put all my notes from, from, um, from just talking to those guys. Sure. When I had any off time or downtime, I would go talk to them and they just, they just filled me up with information. And that's who I credit you know a, a good portion of what really locked in everything that i know today and sure. um and, and obviously you know I, i'll never stop learning i mean anyone who stops and it's true anyone who stops learning really just you know fails himself and it's right. true right um but that that's really what i credit to and and in terms of starting the business they helped me out a lot um because a lot of those guys now one is down i swear i never looked this up after i always talk about it but they're uh it's the air force base that they're army but the air force base that trains all the um all the working dogs and uh, they're all instructors down there now sure and down there as in at, when you train to be an instructor you have to learn how to run a kennel build a, you know all those things that you know if say you and i took a course there it would translate you know, some aspects to, you can relate to, Hey, if I'm going to be a gun dog trainer, I'm going to translate to this. So they really kind of 
put some of the pieces together for me to, okay, how can I kind of, you know, how, what are the dimensions for my runs or what are the dimensions for this sure. or that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the, um, the things you don't think about, right. Until you're like, you're like, right. yeah, until you're, you're in deep till you can't turn back. <laughs> it's true. And, and it is. I mean, man, let's put it this way. I just put about 12 grand into a, a, a topper for my, mm-hmm. my truck. And you are invested, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's investment. It, it is. It's, I mean, the, the trailer, I don't know if you have a trailer, but you know, I've been at hunt tests and seen trailers that there's no way. They, they're, yeah. There's no way they weren't less than $50,000. Yeah, I mean the the topper. The, when I say topper, it's the ones for my pickup. It's the ones that like sit on top. Yes, that's the ones. And um, but the trailers, I think just for man, I I think like some start at like six grand. Yeah, and I think the dude, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, you can customize them out. Yeah, where they'll crazy. easily be over. It's insane. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. So I gotta ask because you mentioned DVDs here too. Yeah. Um, if you look, and the people the people that listen to this won't be able to see this, but you see these DVDs right yeah. here, right there. So yep. those are those are all my training DVDs. So <laughs> smart works smart yeah. works program by Evan Graham, which you probably you've probably seen. So yeah. Um, yeah. No, and I actually I I keep talking about this. Eventually, I'm gonna pull the trigger though. I wanna I wanna buy. Bill Hillman's stuff. I want to buy Mike Lardy's stuff and just, Mm -hmm. you know, just continue to learn and watch and just, I'm very philosophical. So it's like, okay, what are the differences? Why? And, and just try to get inside the head of, of why that one does it this way, why one does it that way. In the end, they're all structured pretty similarly. They're all based off Mm -hmm. of, you know, one guy who kind of like laid the foundation and then they put their nuances on it. So, um, but but it'll be good. I mean that, you know, your story about, you know, having, um, you know, the, the trainers that are you know in the military, the dog trainers in the military help you put the pieces together. I think that's pretty cool. And that's really unique too, because I'm guessing that um, no matter how long I do this, the, you know, the amount of people that give an answer similar to that is going to be probably zero. So that's, that's maybe. awesome. Maybe. maybe I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. know. Yeah. I've never heard that most people are like, yeah, I have, you know, I have a, I've had a pro or I have an influence who, you know, knows this person has been doing it, you know, is an amateur, but has been doing it for 40, 50 years and is really good at it. And they kind of showed me the steps and got my feet wet and that's, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's, that's always the thing that, you know, I've, I always feel, I mean, at the beginning, I always felt really strange answering, but now I, I don't just because I, I, I just, I really don't care, but it doesn't matter. You know, they would always be like, you know, Hey, you know, who, who trained you? And even on the phone with some companies, I'm like, uh, no one. And then I would follow it up with that and, you know, tell them what I told you. Yeah. And then they, you know, I, I would get, I guess the, if you want to call it the appropriate answer or the answer or the reaction that I would want to hear out of whomever I was talking to. Sure. Um, because I'm sure that's what they want to, you know, that's what they want to hear from you. Right. Right. You know, and it, in the end, you know, here's the thing, I guess, I guess my view is, is this, and maybe this is me being, getting on my soapbox, but people can, people, I can have, you know, the best trainers in the world train me. I have to act, you have to actually go out and do mm-hmm. it, right? It, you might know the process, yeah. but knowing it and actually executing um, with dogs with, you know, if you have 10, 15 dogs, you know, like, you know, that's totally different because each dog is different. Um, each personality is different, where each dog is, how they react. Like it's all different, you know, it's not, it, you know, it's not the same. You just can't 
it's not a blanket thing and you have to yep. do it and do it and do it and do it. And the, the best people out there, they, they just, they've done it with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dogs. Yep. You, seen you, a lot. you just have to be able to turn it off and, and turn it on. And, and a lot of guys don't, I, I, I know a lot, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but I know a few people that they have the, the cognitive skills. They have the, the, the ability to do it. They're great teachers. Yes. But they don't have probably the most, in my opinion, the most crucial skill that you need when you're training a dog and it's patience. Yeah. You need to be so patient. And these guys, they, that's, that's what they say. They said, listen, I, I can train them up to a point, but every time I get to this point, I have to send them away yep. because I, I just lose my temper. And I'm like, yeah. I, I can't fix you. I, I, not the dog, but the person. Like, I cannot fix you right. because you have to be patient. Yes. Yeah. And they're the ones who just go flush, you know? Yep. Is that the, uh, I mean, let me, let me guess, um, steps in the process. I'm thinking one force fetch. Most people that's, that can be a really difficult process where people send That's dogs one, away. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then handling, getting to like T drill and through T drill. That was, that was the other big one. There's two yeah. people. Well, excuse me, there's three, but yeah, one is one, one of them was force fetch and then the other one was handling. And I can't remember what the other one was, but yeah, those are the two big ones. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are, I, if I'm being honest, those are the areas that I've struggled with too, with my dog, yeah. I mean, you know, going through I, the, I think, going through the first time, it's like, you know, you're like, okay, I know what I need to do mechanically, but I'm not a hundred percent sure when I'm, you know, when I finish that piece of it. Right. And then it's right. like, well, part of, part of owning your first dog or doing this for the first time is you do it and you probably don't do it right. But then you go back and you learn, right. right. And you learn what to look for. You know, right. for you, you've probably done it a hundred times now where it's like, I, I think the point of it for me, the biggest learning point is, is was film, was filming myself. I, I didn't, I had, I put this stuff on, on YouTube. Yeah. Everyone's like, you know, how, why do you, you know, why do you make a channel? Out of it? I'm like, I, I didn't make the channel for honestly for people of you. I, I made the channel because I, I have an iPad that has probably zero memory and I need somewhere <laughs> to put this stuff. So I put it on YouTube and um, then it turned into, I put it on YouTube for my clients to watch so mm -hmm. that, because the last thing I want to do is have my clients in the dark. And, you know, I would put on the YouTube and A, for them to watch, to follow their life as they train, because it's a long time for them to, to, to be away from. And for me to watch that I'm not messing up because there's a lot of times where, you know, and I'm sure you probably feel this and a lot of other people who train dogs relate to this. You just sometimes get in such a rhythm that you just, you don't realize if you're doing something wrong or me, like I'll kind of not, I try not to get numb anymore, but I kind of just get in that rhythm where I'll shut certain things off. And when I watch the film again, I'm like, all right, why did I do that? And I just yeah. kind of like see myself. I'm like, all right, yep. You're in that, you're in that mentality where you just shut something off. Right. And that's how you kind of fix it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you, so, okay. Before I, before I make that statement, uh, let me just ask this. Do you put like every day's worth of training out on YouTube? Uh, no, I, I only put, I, I will, let me put, let me put this way. I will film every day's training for every dog. Okay. I will and, watch what I just said every day. Okay. But I only put the like day ones sure. of everything. And if the dog has improved off of that, you know, sure. You know, the big events. Sure. Do you set, so the stuff that you don't post, do you end up sending some of that stuff to, to clients for feedback? 
or to pro uh, provide them updates, I should say? Some, sometimes. Um, it's more so I, with me, I, I take, I'm really big into leaving as much raw footage on those videos. So like I yeah. won't, a lot of people, and I've learned from this a lot, and a lot of people have given me feedback on this, mostly positive. They say, you know, hey, we really like that you leave your mistakes on on your film. Yep. And I'm like, well, I, I care less, but I'm glad that you do. And, and I mean, I care less in a good way. I just don't, I, you know, opinions don't matter to me that much, but right. it's, it's, I'm happy that they tell me that because I don't like when you see these films and it's like 10 million scenes and all that screams to me is, all right, you probably burned your dog right there. You're probably beating your dog at that scene. Like yep. you probably put your dog in the kennel, right? Like you get yes. what I'm saying? You yes. have to leave your mistakes on camera so that you can prove to your clients, especially if you're posting it on yes. anywhere yes. that you're capable of being a trainer. Yes. Yeah. and that you don't have to rely at yeah, that transmitter so that's why i leave it on there as much as possible yeah no and i think um this is this is the statement that i'll make is is you posting that much raw content is like the ultimate piece of transparency right yeah. as a professional trainer i mean and if i am gonna looking to send my dog off i want someone who's transparent um yeah. and i can tell you that my 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 buddy who owns his kennel right um this guy right here, you know, he's like almost every day he like sends his client, he texts them updates, pictures, videos, whatever, yep. you know, and that's, mm -hmm. they, they really, really appreciate that. And so then when I fill in or he sends me dogs and I'm training dogs, you know, he's like, Hey, make sure you get some pictures and make sure you get some video. And for me, whenever I, I do a lot of basic OB, I, he ends up sending me a lot yep. of young dogs, which is fine. Cause I, I like doing that piece of it, you know, sure. I'm, you know, we're working on heel for the, you know, day one or day two with the dog and they're like healing really good, turning with me, following me around. I'll pull out my phone to film and inevitably it'll take me three, three tries to actually get like the actual, how they're actually doing. Cause as soon as I pull up my phone to film, it's like, fact, they can tell that my focus is as not as much on them and it's more on the camera or my right, phone right. in this case. And, but, but you know, it's like, okay, this, you know, how they're actually doing and you know, how I'm representing it is it just takes me a little bit to get that. It's hard. Sure. It is hard. Sure. You know, but you're, I, I assume you're, you're just setting up like your iPad and filming like an, an hour or 10 minute session at a time. Uh, yeah. For the most part, I, I finally found that you could mount, you, there was a mount that you could buy for an iPad to yeah. put on a tripod or a tripod, which yep. I wish I would have known like two years ago, but now I finally got it and um, it makes life 10 times easier. But, <laughs> you know, that's something I'm improving on. My photography skills are, you know, slowly improving, which I'm, I'm happy about. But, yeah, that's something um, – yeah, I, I, I'll try to split up on in, – in scenes. So, like, I'll most of the time position my truck to where I'm going to be doing my sessions. Sure. And, um, you know, I'll, I, like right now, I kind of have one of those um, – uh, what the heck is it uh, like a keyboard sure so like i'll put the ipad in and it'll pull up and down and yeah. what's nice about it is i can kind of just angle it to where i want it right and um obviously i don't want a tripod then but where i'll put it is wherever i'll go and grab the next dog 
I'll just hit record, you know, stop recording. And then when the next dog comes out, I'll hit record again and be good to go. Yeah. No, that's all. I think that's cool. And I didn't mean to spend like 15 minutes talking about this, but I just think it's really interesting. No, so. you're good. That's fun. Um, all right. So that's, <laughs> so you specialize in labs. Uh, I assume you run hunt tests then? I do. Yeah. AKC. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mainly AKC. Mainly AKC. Do, do you breed as well? I do not. I, I, I tell everyone I really want to one day and, and you can ask any of the breeders that I, I work with right now. I, Every time I sit, oh yeah, I mainly send them updates every day, but whenever I can, I'm like sending them a barrage of questions. Sure. Like, Hey, what, uh, how's this work? Like, how's this? Cause I don't want to, again, you see so many people who are like, I'm going to be a gun dog trainer and a breeder. And then they push out a dog with like six legs. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and obviously not, but you know, you get the picture. I get the point. Yes. I exaggerate a lot, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to, if I'm going to put something out, I'm, I'm not going to put out a bad quality anything. And, and I don't want, I don't want that. Yeah. So I have no, you know, obviously before I started talking to any of these breeders, but probably still now, I don't know left from right about breeding. And, you know, probably two, three years from now, I probably still won't. But I want to, you know, way down the road when things are well, well, well more established and I'm probably in a better rhythm than I'm at now, that's something I'd love to get into. Sure. That, no, it makes sense. Um, how did you get started in, in hunt tests? And then do you, you, do you hunt, you actually hunt on top of that as well? I do, yeah. Uh, get started hunt tests. I mean, that was just kind of part of the, okay. part of the, the niche. Um, I, I knew, you know, these I want to get these dogs titled. The, the biggest thing with it for me and why I started with it, besides what I just said, was you got to kind of get your, your name out there. And the I, I always kind of uh, – I'm not hesitant about it, but I got to be careful how I say it. You got to take the dogs – well – you can't be cho- you can't pick and choose the dogs you're going to take. You know, you got these 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 bigger trainers who you know, they'll be they'll have a wait list for you know, how many dogs they can yep. take in. Yeah. You know, well, and well, you you can you can pick and choose, but I I know where you're going with this. So yeah, going, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure out how to word that, but when you're starting out, I guess I should say, you know, you can't just be like, mm, no, your bloodline isn't that good. Right. I'm not going to take you. I I put myself on the map, at least in, in PA right now, because I've taken the dogs that other trainers haven't taken, that have zero bloodline, yep. zero champions or anything on their, their, their pedigree. And I've, I've, you know, made that impression on their their pedigree i put that title on there yeah and that's probably the the greatest feeling not only for me but for to to see that just to see that when you know you 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 print out the pedigree again and just see like you know boom there's those there's those parentheses you know just those two little marks and it's like Mm -hmm. you know that little mark right there if that dog you know however far from now turns into like some grand champion, you know, however many years, it's all going to start from that little dog. Yep. You know, it's crazy to think about that, you know, chances of it, who knows, but 
if it does, it does. And it's all because of that one little chance. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's neat to think about that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. I, I talk about that too. My dog, my dog doesn't have the greatest pedigree in the world. Um, mm-hmm. But he has, he has some natural ability and it's, you know, that's a, like, that's what you're looking for. Right. So not right. some dogs are, some dogs have the pedigree and, and they have it. Some dogs don't have the pedigree. I'm sure you've trained dogs that don't have pedigrees, but they have it. They're just, they're natural at it. Right. It's really strong yeah. markers um, work really well together. Quick learners, smart, witty, whatever, you know, sure. All that stuff. Absolutely. So, but I, but I've thought I've had the same thing. It's like, well, if we end up kind of breeding him, like, you know, eventually I'm going to keep, keep doing this. So it's like, it could, you know, you look back three or four generations and it starts with, you know, whatever titles he ends up with, which will hopefully be, you know, a lot because it's, right. it's all fun for me, you know? And it's like, that's, and then you keep going down the line because it's got to start somewhere. Right. No, I, I think that's where it is. Sorry. I think that's where a lot of people get, they really get confused. I think they really get caught up and, and surprising how even some of the I, I don't want to say experience but I'm not even going to use a word but it's it's confusing how even some trainers however many years they've been doing it you know even if they're newer or have some time on their belt will judge the fact you know oh that dog doesn't have any you know titles or blood on or whatever it's like well, is something not clicking here? Like, I don't yeah. think you understand. And I'm surprised that I'm saying this to you, but like, mm-hmm. they, they have to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's like, I shouldn't be having to tell you this, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, there's people, they love to, they love to, you know, they decide based on what's on the sheet of paper, essentially. And, you know, you don't, Zach, you don't have to be politically correct on this podcast because there's not that many people that listen to it. So, and I doubt there's pro trainers <laughs> that listen to it. So you can, you can, you can uh, fire away. <laughs> just don't no, name names. <laughs> no, you're fine. I know. I, I, I just little things like that. I mean, no, I, I, I just, I never understand stuff like that. And, and it's just like, I don't get, I just never got why, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And I mean, I know, I know of a professional trainer who, will ask to see the pedigree before they agree to take the dog in. And then if the dog has a better pedigree, they will charge more. Yep. Yep. I, I, and, and honestly, it, a lot of that comes down to pride, reputation and money. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, it gets bad. And, and this, this is what I always love telling. Well, excuse me. I don't love telling people this, but I tell them this, when stuff like that gets brought up and only when stuff like that gets brought up when people say, you know, Oh, why do you do it? You know, is it about the money? You know, obviously I tell them, no, I look at what everyone else charges compared to what everyone else charges. <laughs> I'm a cheap dog trainer when it comes to rate. But I tell them, I said, if your dog has a bad month at, at my facilities, I don't charge you for that month because mm-hmm. and I'm, it's in my contract. I don't charge you for that month. Find me a dog trainer yep. that does that. Yep. Find me a dog trainer that's willing to give up their month of pay, like that income, because some dog trainers are charging two, I mean, some have three grand for, for a month. But one that I know of uh, in PA is charging like 1400 for a month. And I'm like, find, you know, find me that guy to give up 1400 yep. for for one dog. I'm like, yep. you know, I'm – 
for and that's 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 a reflection i'm making that call mm -hmm. and i've done that before i'm saying yes. okay you know that's me looking in the mirror and be like all right i'm not going to take the pay because that dog is having a bad a bad month so mm -hmm. hey congrats you get a free month you know what i mean yep. like yeah find me someone who's gonna do that they're 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 few and far between i know of i know of uh one other um who, who will do the same thing, but that's mm -hmm. most of the time that's, that's not the case because it's, yeah. you know, in the end it's, this is your income. This is your livelihood, right? You do this full time, correct? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. my full income. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, I don't know how much you charge a month, but just, just round it. Let's just make it a nice round number, a thousand bucks. Right. And you have, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I work, this is, this is all fun for me. I work a corporate job, right? Can I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say, uh -huh, I had a bad month at work. Right. I didn't, you know, yeah. I'm in sales. I didn't, I didn't happen to, you know, I just didn't have a very good month. I think I'll just take a thousand dollar pay cut. Who does yeah. that? Like, who does that? Yeah. Like that's, yep. that's, that's crazy when you think about it. So um, kudos to you for, for just being an honest, you know, quality dog trainer. Like I think we, we need more of that in the world. So um, let's, let's transition though to um, a, the topic that we actually intended to talk about here. <laughs> Yeah, 30 minutes later. <laughs> 30 minutes later here, yeah. uh, which is, okay. And this is a fun one. Like, I think this is really interesting and I, and I like getting different perspectives on this. But so, you know, say I go out, um, whoever's listening, you're going out, you're going to pick up a puppy now in four weeks, in two months, you're planning to get one in six months from now, a year from now. You bring the dog home. What's the first thing you should do? Man, there's, there's a list. <laughs> first start, thing you should do, let's man. start with number one and we might only go 10 deep because the list is you, you know yeah there, there's and there's no order of precedence about this there, not one bit um the first thing you gotta do man and, and or one of the things you should do is just expose them i mean and exposure is a never-ending game um honestly up until hell two years old and, and again, it could go for it go farther than that. You know, you got older pups who haven't been exposed to things mm -hmm. that they're going to be learning every single day. Mm -hmm. um, but exposure is going to be so key. I mean, I studied canine cognition. I'm still studying it. Um, a lot of courses I'm taking, it gets so deep in, into how dogs will learn and, and how they'll think and how much time they have to be in that think and learn zone and, and how they retain what they're learning and what they're looking at. Um, and, and for puppies, it's such a small window, yeah. mainly just because they're puppies. Yeah. And um, when you bring them home, I mean, you, you got to kind of get in their mind and, and think what just happened in the, in, in the course of, you know, however long the drive was for me, you know, my breeder, for I mean however many last pups ago is probably about an hour away for that hour drive maybe you know give it a couple more minutes I just took you away from your mom you just met like 10 different people mm -hmm. you just went into like 30 different environments like you just went into a car like <laughs> yeah and now you're in this completely different place with two people you've never met and where's all your brothers and sisters yep so Exposure is so key, you know, because now this pup is a lone ranger and um, it's just going to be so crucial to, to be there with them. And I think a lot of people, and again, a lot of people aren't like you and I, where this is just a big thing for us. 
where we love learning about it, a lot of people get caught up in the whole, oh my God, it's a puppy. It's so cute and cuddly and I, I want to do everything with it. Yes, it is, but... <laughs> it is very cute and cuddly, but there, there's you're, you need to do the dog justice though too. Yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a big deal. Um, especially if you're going to be working with it. Um, it, it it's, it's tough because more likely that, that pup's going to be going to the bathroom on your floor somewhere. Um, <laughs> That's a guarantee. So, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, and honestly, the training starts the second you come in the door. Yeah. Um, because that's, for me, that's the one big thing that, that I look at. I'm like, okay, that's going to be the first command that they're going to learn. Because, like, I, I, just, I don't kick my shoes off. Like, I'll usually kick my shoes off the door. I know when I bring a new pup home, the shoes ain't coming off. Because I'm going to be going in and out probably about 20 times <laughs> until I go to bed. And even mm-hmm. then, I know I'm not sleeping. So it's yeah. it's yep. exposure and, and, and just kind of having that willingness to teach right at the get-go i think that would be probably my my number one too again not in presence but in in the situation of talking for the podcast i'd say those two right off the bat yeah yeah no for sure and i think you know exposure is like the the biggest thing like you just cannot you cannot overstate how important that is exposure to other dog exposure to people exposure to different environments right yes water tall grass short grass like just I mean, yes. anything, different smell, just, I mean, the, and, it is a big world. I mean, yeah. I don't think even, I, we did a really good job of exposing, exposing my dog Mac to things, but I, I didn't think about it. Like, like, you know, we're talking about it now where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the first time he walks in the woods, the amount of new smells, different animals, oh, yeah. the first time, you know, that he might be seeing a falling leaf, the first time they see snow, yep. yeah. you know, um, the first time they see water, get in the water, swimming, like, those are all brand new experiences. Yep. I, I think a, a big one, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, because exposure is kind of one that, it, it's, it's like you said, it, it's, it's one that has about a million subcategories. And that's kind of one that, what we'll probably be talking about for the majority of this is, you know, let's say, let's just hit on, um, let's just hit on, you know, talking about water okay yeah yep. or, or, or let's let's go on this while we were talking about um while we were talking about walking into the house we'll talk about other dogs quick so you take them into the house we're exposing them to other dogs i've had this question come up a lot because they say you know hey i've got other dogs you know whether they're labs or not or other pets how do i introduce them to the other dogs i tell them you're thinking too far ahead you, you know you gotta let that pup you know right now you've like pushed the the floodgates all the way up to the front door you gotta let that pup make its own floodgates man you gotta let it make its own space because it has no no barrier it has nothing to call its own and it's backs up against the wall so it doesn't feel at home it doesn't feel safe that it feels nothing real so you need to let it explore on its own, you know, put that pup either in, in its crate or, you know, in your bedroom, somewhere where it's just kind of out of the picture where it's not going to get involved. It can't kind of get out on its own. Let your pup explore on its own, at least that first floor. Mm-hmm. Don't introduce your pup or pups or animals until either you're outside or, you know, in a big open field where they're both controlled, you know, you have leashes on or whatever that, 
you can do it the right way. Okay. Yeah. Don't just, you know, let the bulls leave, let the bulls <laughs> loose as soon as the door opens. Cause then you're just going to have trouble. Yeah. Um, but that's exposure to, to other dogs. Um, I would say, you know, going to the next topic. Well, excuse me. Do you have anything on that one? No, no. Keep going. Keep going. You're, this is this is good. Okay. I mean, I think I think you know, exposure to other dogs is key because I've seen a lot of dogs that haven't been properly exposed. Not not just not just like hunting dogs, and yeah, they you know they're either going to put their tail between their legs or they're going to be like hyper aggressive. Yeah, it's it's hard, especially when you get them. And again, that's 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 one of the things that I want to bring up because that was one of the, a pup that I had that came here that wasn't properly exposed to other animals and it was probably another two weeks that she had to stay here mm -hmm. because i had to take those two weeks to to properly introduce right. her and she was a six-month-old puppy yep and i had to take this this time that we could be doing obedience and taking you know what mm -hmm. was part of my train scheme and the owner ended up having to pay another month yep. because of that and yep. I don't want to do that, but that's just because, you know, these things aren't out there enough to be put in place for them to be, you know, Hey, this is what you should be doing. But moving on to the next piece. Um, now we can kind of get out to uh, like the outside. Um, but yeah, we, we can hit on water here. So water's big, especially if you're working with a gun dog of any type. Um, obviously labs for me um if i'm taking a puppy out okay if i have you know some of my experienced dogs out and i'm running them during a session the biggest thing and i put this in 90 percent of my videos um the biggest thing i swear by is staking out my pups um whether it's on a chain gang or you know just on a steak stand or wherever um nine times out of ten i sleep but for the first couple sessions, they are going nuts. And it's because mm -hmm. they're hearing whistles, they're hearing gunshots, they're hearing, you know, quacks, they're hearing other dogs barking sometimes. Yep. And they're just hearing, they're seeing other dogs going flying. And um, it's a lot of stimulation. It's a, it's a, ton it's a of stimulation. lot of stimulation. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a lot of exposure on its own. And that, I don't think people realize how burning a pup out mentally can just you'll have a sleepy pup in no time man they'll be yeah. out yeah i was um, i was gonna make i was gonna make that point yeah. like people think like you know puppies sleep a lot like it's not because mm -hmm. just because they're puppies and they're young it's because when you bring them home and there's so much new mentally they just go they just crash oh toast yeah yep um but yeah uh, getting past that so when we go to a pond or doing water work that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll put them there because times the confidence isn't there. If I just have the puppy by itself, if I right. have no other experienced dogs in my kennel, it's going to be really hard to just kind of introduce that dog to water, that puppy to water by its lonesome. If I have an experienced dog who's just run maybe simple marks or blind, yeah. I can show that dog. Okay. You know, or that puppy, Hey, here's this big dog has no problem just jumping full speed into this, into this pond. Mm -hmm. Um, and after a dog, two, three, four, however many that pups eventually going to pick up on something. Yes. So when it's their turn, what I'm going to do is 
it's going to kind of go in, in succession or, or, or it's how you read the pup. But one of two ways is I'm going to let the pup work with probably the, the lower drive or the not the least craziest, I'll put it that way, <laughs> the least crazy um, experienced dog and kind of just let them go out in the water. And what I'll usually do is I'll just chuck a, a fun bump out into mm -hmm. the water and mm -hmm. um, nine times out of ten, the, the experienced pup will go and get it and the pup typically follows or it yep. will follow to a, a part of the way on the first one and as it goes on they get yeah. more and more confident and they yeah. eventually go out yeah now if they don't um that day we usually call it a day we'll, we'll throw a phone bump down on a good note and then we'll go out the next day um what i'll usually do is i'll pretty much just turn into swim lessons i'll, mm -hmm. I'll get my waiters and yeah it, it's kind of just a hot i don't want to call it a high pressure type deal but i'll expose them on my own i'll pretty much just either put them on the lead or kind of just grab them by their belly and just get them up and just teach them how to swim, do a couple of laps and eventually just let them loose to where they're in the water. I'm right next to them, but I'm not letting them out until they swim. And, right. and I'm giving them that confidence. You know, I'm right there, but I'm giving them that confidence. Like you're not getting out until you swim, but I'm not going to let you drown. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, as you, as, as the trainer, like there's that reassurance when you're hanging on to them like that. Right. Right. You're you not know? going anywhere. Yeah. And that's probably, that's probably a, a I will, I, how many times out of 10 would you say, the, you know, having the other dog go in ahead of the, ahead of the puppy and having that little bit of competition. I, I like to think that as like competition, right? The dogs are competitive. Um, sure. How many times out of 10 does that actually get the dog into the water? I've had, Two dogs where it didn't out of, I can't even tell you how many, but it yeah. always is so, such it's, a game changer. It, it makes it my is. life so easy. It, 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 you know, it's, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I didn't intend to do that with my dog, but that's, that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. We took him down, made sure the water was super warm and he was like six months old. It was like June in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I really waited until the water was warm because I wanted that to be like a super positive experience the first time. And I'm right. like, just, I'm we're down by the lake in the town that I live in and I'm, tossing little fun bumpers in five feet. And before we were watching this other guy and he's got this three or four year old lab and he's got like a tennis ball and he's got one of those mm -hmm. little like sling things that tosses it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Out there. We're watching him do that or whatever. And then I'm tossing a couple of fun bumpers and I toss the second fun bumper in and um, you know, and that same time the guy whips, whips that tennis ball out there 40 or 50 yards. His dog goes tearing after it. My dog's been in the water swimming, you know, only five yards out to the shore and back sees that other Pretty dog good. and he's out, he's out to the races. Yep. Um, and he tried to, tried to beat him there. I mean, he <laughs> literally the other yep. dog growled at him, like got, yep. you know, cause he was trying to take it from him. So, yep. um, it, no, but that, that comp, you know, that little bit of competition, it makes it's competition. It's a little bit of confidence where they can see too, like, Oh, this is other dogs do this. Okay. I can, I think I can do it too. Confidence is huge. It is. And it's such a huge factor. It is. It is. So, um, no, I think exposure, I mean, we could talk about exposure for like ever and ever yeah. and ever and ever, you know, as far as like, um, you know, I'm thinking about this. So, uh, you know, we talk about exposure, willingness to teach, but you know, if a dog, if a person is going to send their dog to a pro trainer or they're going to train mm -hmm. them themselves, right. Like, mm -hmm. so you could do exposure, but what are, is there like a process that someone should follow as far as the mechanics of teaching, whatever it is, it's basic obedience, right. I mean, yeah. teaching that process. 
to get them ready to come to you or to get them ready to get into a gun dog program if they're going to run themselves. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I did make that video on my Instagram where I, I laid it out because it was, it was, a, I, I was fresh off of a frustration. Not, I don't get frustrated during my sessions, but afterwards I, I'm like, all this stuff is like steaming at me. And I'm like, wow, what, you know, why didn't, why couldn't this happen? Or why couldn't that happen? I won't let out during the sessions, but I'm like, you know, it builds up in you. And, and I'm trying to recall all of it, but I can't now, but what I'm, I, I would definitely say that the biggest thing that if you could, if you could set things in stone and, and get the, the, the gears moving before you would send them to a professional trainer or a formal trainer or whatever you, you want to call them, um, or if you're just doing it yourself and you want to go through that, that journey, um, the biggest things that you could, you could really do is like we said, exposure to the elements. Think you know, think of where you're going to be sending them. Think of what you're going to be doing with your pup after you send them to the trainer. Okay. So in my case, right. Think about it. If you have a lab, the lab, why'd you buy it? Okay. Yes. You bought them for a companion, him or her, but you bought them as a hunting dog. What kind of hunting? Let's say we're hunting ducks, waterfowl. Okay. And result of the pro trainer, they will be, quote unquote, finished gun dog. Okay. When you get them home, you will be hunting with the dog. Okay. You want to expose them to water, swamps, fields, stuff like that. So don't deprive them of that or don't stay in the house with them all day. Take them to those fields, even if it's once, just get them to see them and run through them, let them eat the dang corn stalks. Like just let them get their feet wet literally and um because a it literally saves you money um (laughs) and uh, i mean well i can't say this anymore but i don't want to take your money by keeping your dog here i want to keep your dog here but i don't want to take your money like that honestly um some people do now but i just want your dog um but you want to actually be doing that doing things with them and not right taking them out to a field to let them run because their feet have never touched corn or hay right. or whatever, exactly. whatever it is. And they have to right. learn about that. And that takes it, time, right? It does take time because it's not just, you know, when you have to do those things, it's not one of those things where, you know, okay, I'm going to expose your pup to a swamp. That's one of the hardest things to expose them to because it's not one where I can just say, okay, go get your feet wet. And we'll we'll slowly work our way in with a tennis ball. It's okay. Go get your feet wet, and all right. Well, now I got to expose them to getting over this fallen branch, and then I got to expose them to get into this thicket, and then you know all these little things that could have been done over the six months leading up to this. Yep. But I think the the other thing that would be a huge help is either sending them to or doing it yourself, which highly recommended is some kind of a formal obedience and either either way is good you can do either or um if you're busy and you're working send them to a formal obedience course um they're relatively inexpensive um or do it yourself if you have time you know i mean you really can do it just because it it saves so much time i mean i, I had a uh, well tay right now 
she's on my most recent video. She's the uh, the the Dudley pup, the white pup on my Instagram right now. Awesome gun dog. Um, she's titled, and she came to me uh, from a breeder, and she she's one of the ones that had nothing on the map, and she was the she's the reason I made the video, uh, the rant about not having any prep. I mean, she came to me. She was six months old, had nothing, never been in water. I'm talking no exposure, anything. I mean, she was good at sitting on the kitchen floor. And, man, she was looking good while she did it. But, man, she had nothing. And I remember getting there for obedience. And it, it was more so the, the, the breeder, great person to work with. And I'm still working with her. Um, I remember we kind of made the deal, you know, we'll keep her for obedience. If I can get this out of her for, you know, a good retrieving drive afterwards, we'll do an eval and I'll keep her for the gun dog course. We'll convert her over. And she, God, she's probably one of the best retrievers I got. And she is such, such a good dog. I mean, she, I, I, I tried to put an offer down on her. She is so good. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, she, if I could have filmed the, the whole beginning of it, so much of the beginning was just, I'm not going to say wasted, but spent on exposure. I must've spent a month of just taking her to these different spots. And having to, to to literally put her in the water and just mm -hmm. do a million laps with her. Yeah. And now she's one of the hardest, God, she's one of the hardest swimmers I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's yeah. what results in, you know? Yeah. It's 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 crazy. You know, I, I like the way you worded it though when you started, which is, you know, think of what you're going to be doing with your dog after you send them away. Or mm -hmm. think of what you're going to be doing with your dog in the fall or the winter or the next year if you're gonna be training it yourself. Um and don't make them a house dog, get them yeah. outside. I mean, that's literally it. Don't, if you want a gun dog, yeah. don't have them spend the first six months of their life, you know, with 95% of their time spent inside, get them outside. Yeah. Yep. Get them outside, get them exposed. It's true. <laughs> so I, it's, I, I understand your frustration though. Like that's a lot, a lot yeah. of people, and I won't, I won't go off on this a lot. It, it, a lot of people I've been told, you know, Hey, if you want a gun dog, it's got to be a gun dog. It's going to stay a gun dog. You know, you can't have both. Can't be a house and a gun dog. That depends. Not every dog falls into that category. I've seen some dogs good at both. But if you want a straight, this is its purpose. It lives, breathes, and dies. Nothing but ducks, waterfowl. That's it. I mean, that I, that dog is going to be living in a kennel. It's just going to be the only time it comes out, it knows it's game on. Yep. But if if you get a dog and you send it away to a pro trainer, it comes back and it's working, it will know how to adjust to a home. If you open the door and just kind of be like, all right, you're free, it's going to figure out pretty quick, okay, if you're not telling me anything, big man, like I'm going to figure out, okay, this carpet's pretty comfy. I'll lay down. Got yep. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And it's, you know, it's, you know, when, when, when you send dogs off, so, so, you know, we've hammered on exposure, right? You know, mm -hmm. you get the dog, then you work with it. Hopefully it's been exposed. When you send the dog home, do you, do you talk to the owners? Do you give them instructions on how to handle that transition back? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually just did, 
I did one last week. I uh, sent one of uh, my child dogs home, and the I always have the owners come pick up. I never deliver. I, they always come to the kennel, and I schedule it on a weekend. And what I'll do is I'll do what I call a handover. It'll be, you know, it, sometimes it's about an hour. That's about it. Bad. I'll go to one of our, our train fields, and what I'll do is I'll say, okay, you know, whoever's going to be working with the dog, you know, if it's two people or one, typically it's one person. Right. Um, I'll say, okay, you know, for now, just watch me. They'll stand, you know, maybe a couple yards back. I'll say, this is what we're going to do. I'll say, you know, hey, we're going to do marks or we're going to do blinds or whatever we're going to do. Watch what I do. I'm going to explain to them, you know, how I word everything, how, how you know, the tone of my voice, you know, what like a preparatory command is versus the command of, you know, how I release them. Um, all these little things that, you know, you may see on the videos, but I don't explain because that's how I release them. And, and it's only for me and the handler. So I'll have them watch. I'll do it. And then what I'll do is I'll bring them up. I'll kind of just hand them over. I'll, you know, I'll say, okay, this is what you got to do. This is kind of the setup. You just give me a wave. I'll send your bird. I'm going to go in your role now. You're going to go up and I'm just going to watch you. Okay. Here's the things to expect. She's going to have some hesitation. She's probably going to be looking at me nine times out of 10. Don't freak out. And, and I'll break it down for them. Like, this is why. And they all, because every time they're going to, I'm like, they're going to hesitate at the line because of this. And because you always get that, sim that simple, like, look back, like, why doesn't it go? You know, there, there's so many factors at hand. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. a brand new yeah. trick, you know, but that's not here nor there. But that, I always do the handover. You know, I'll show them, explain, they do it. And then by the end of that session, I'll usually do marks on land, blinds on land, marks on water, blinds on water. And then by the end of that, they're all, I mean, everybody's like, can we do some more marks on water? And that dog is just like, boom. And they're just, they're, you just see a big smile on their face. Yeah. And it's awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that hesitation, right? You talked about how confidence is, is so key. That, yeah. That's confidence, you know? That's why I said, that I'm like, you have to build it and, and they're always like, I, I don't get what the hesitation about. And, and that's where I always think I'm like, I got, I need to bring myself back down there because I guess I don't see it from their view. I'm like, well, think about, it. you know, they've been working with me for, you know, five, six months, however long in the, you know, whatever they chose to, 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 to have them here for. They've seen nothing. They've heard nothing. They've done nothing but work with me. And now all of a sudden here's, your voice, you know, here's you standing next to them, sending them on this bird. Of course they're going to hesitate. You yep. know what I mean? So yep. you got to build confidence. That's all it is. Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. And then um, after a dog goes home, that's been in your, been with you, been in your training program. Do you, ha do you allow the owner to like text you with questions and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I I've had a, I don't think I've really had any negative. It's more so just, you know, I get a lot of videos and I, I love it, man. Cause it's like, like, man, I, I really don't, I, I usually turn off my emotions and I blame the army for that, but I love it. Cause it's like, I get to turn back on. I was, I like doing that. Yeah. Um, yep. Because it's like, you get to, 
sometimes like I, I get in the, the mindset where I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm, you know, am I really doing this right? Like, am, am, you, you, you kind of have to remind yourself, like, you're doing a good job. Like, you know, not, not, I don't want to come off as, you don't want to come off as cocky. You don't want to be conceited or anything like that, but you have to kind of, at the same time, like, be like, Hey, you know, you're not doing a horrible job. You know, you're, you're, you're getting the job done. Yes. And because no, you know, if no one tells you that you're just going to kind of get, you're going to get, you're going to get yourself stuck. Yeah. And to see that is awesome. And, and everyone always comes into that, that question always leads to the next question, which is, you know, well, I could never do that. I would miss the dogs too much or, or I would never be able to part ways with them. I always tell them like, you're right. But I don't think I've had a dog leave that I haven't been able to get an invite back to or hasn't visited me again or had an invite to hunt with at their right. property. And I get to see the finished product because yeah. that's where I think everyone doesn't understand is that where they get, you know, I, they always think, okay, well, you get to see him all that time. I'm like, well, think about it where they're getting the whole you know, where they're getting the finished product, I'm getting 99%. They're getting the 1% that matters. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, and I, I want to kind of relate that to a, a quick thing with, with Tay. Tay is obviously a tiled dog now. Awesome retriever. Um, and she is leaving this week. It's her final week here. She's been with me for five and a half months or something like that. And so her breeder, she doesn't hunt. This is her first, uh, first gun dog, I guess you could say. Sure, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I was really proud of that and happy to make a good impression for her. And um, so putting the pieces together after obviously having her for a while, I thought, okay, well, Tay's never going to, put the pieces together she's going to get to 99 percent and never reach 100 mm -hmm. and i thought i'm I, you know i i messaged the breeder i said I, i'm not gonna let her leave here and and not let her get to 100 i'm, I'm not letting her do that mm -hmm. and I, I i was serious i'm like i'm not i'm just not i i can't do that to a dog and because i guess i was never in that position where i thought you're not going to leave, you know, most people send me a dog to turn into a gun dog to right. go hunting or, you know, most breeders are hunters. Right. Right. I, thought, I don't think I've ever been in this position, but I'm like, well, it's not happening. And I'm like, well, and this is where the job has its person. I'm like, well, I guess I got to go hunting. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, all right. And um, I, I, I think that was the best part was being able to be there for her first retreat. And yeah, and that's some of the most magical parts about it is, is seeing the 99 go to a hundred and yeah. seeing just seeing them all those months, even mm -hmm. hunt tests don't do it justice. Cause even those are birds and those are trees and they're live birds, yep. but it, it doesn't do it justice until it's just you and the dog and actual flocks of birds coming in. And it's like, okay, they come back from it and you see it in their eyes, just like, Holy shit. Like, that's what all this makes sense for. Like, yep. now I get it. Now I know yep. that you were blowing that call for. Yep. Now I know you need me to stay here. Like, I get it. Yep. So that was, 
that was why that story made so much sense for that. I think, I think that's a fantastic story. And I'll, I'll ask you this question as sort of the, um, sort of the transition off that. Is it, is there a better feeling than getting, you know, uh, pictures or videos from clients or since it sounds like you get plenty of invites from clients going out and seeing the finished product, you know, seeing those pictures of, of your client dogs with a stack of birds and seeing your, your clients happy. It's uh that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's, I think the only better feeling is honestly, kind of, it, that's, that's a tough one because that's a really, really, really good feeling because yeah, you get to see the finished product. I think the better feeling, and it's not far off. I, I think the better feeling is the feeling that you don't expect. And, and I know it doesn't really make sense, but I guess, I guess who's ever been in my shoes can relate, but when you're out in the train field and, and your pup kind of just surprises you or, or does something so well where you just kind of click mm-hmm. and they're just getting it, you know, they, they, they're putting the pieces together. You two just click, you finally stink. You're not button heads. Like I think when that happens and you guys start working as a team, and that might not even be the, the words doing it justice, but just when you and that dog had that moment mm-hmm. and you guys start bonding, I think that is a better feeling. And, and when the cameras aren't even on, that's probably, that to me is the best feeling ever because I, man, I'll tell you, I took a picture of it today. I was like, I never wanted like all this stupid cameras, not calling the podcast or anything stupid. No, I never no, wanted like it's, all it's the good. social media junk and all that stuff. Like I just wanted to train dogs because that was the stuff that attracted me. You know what this, I mean? This, this is just ancillary. I mean, it really is, right? right. I mean, right. social media, it's, it's basically part of the gig and part of the business. You're in it to train right. the dogs. Yep, exactly. So, no, I think um, I, I know exactly what feeling you're talking about right there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised that you brought that up, but um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised because... Um, that is, that is a magical feeling because it's, it's like you connect, you see eye to eye with the dog. They, they, it's like, they almost look at you differently at that point it is, in time. Yeah. And you, you're basic. It's like, you're going up a level in training. It's like, yeah. you're here, here. And all of a sudden it's like, you're just, yep. you're up a higher level and you never, you don't go backwards from there. It's true. No, you really don't go down. So, um, I, that's good. Um, all right. So before we, before we wrap up then, uh, I want to do some, I want to do some rapid fire. Okay, so these are just random questions. We'll, right, go, like we'll, go, we'll go quick here. Um, some of these, if you've listened, okay. you probably will expect, and some of them I just yep. make up on the spot. So, all right. Um, all right. So, you train uh, your professional trainer full time. How many dogs do you have in right now? Right now, I'm at the slow point, which is well, I plan this every year because it's hunting season. I've got two left. Um, I okay. had a ton in, but I've got two left. Yep. Okay. How many dogs do you own? None anymore. None. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yep. I didn't expect that. I'm looking that. right now. Yeah, I know. I'm looking right now. Trust okay. me. It's not expected for me too. <laughs> uh, all right. So how many dogs do you have in like peak during the summer, peak training season? Um, four to five, but this topper will change that considerably. <laughs> it's mainly transportation issues. That's why. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then you're a specialized in labs, uh, British or American? American, but I, I don't, 
it I, I'll take both. Yeah. yeah, I just like American better. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Do do you um, do you take in any other other breeds besides labs? Just labs. Just labs. Okay. Um, all right. Your training shoe of choice. <laughs> I have one, and I just battled with. I just had a battle about this. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So it is absolutely Crocs. Yes, yeah, man, that's my own heart right it's, there. It's Crocs without a doubt. It's Crocs without a doubt. But now I've, I've just transitioned. Now it's the colder months. Yes, it's a mac. It's a tra- it's a transition between fuzzy Crocs and the um, what are they called? Um, extra toughs. Those things. <laughs> that's awesome. Those shoes. So those. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, I but don't tell Drake. I, that's, no, you're, I'm, I'm, Crocs are my training shoe of choice. I mean, that's the way to go, right? Mm-hmm. Seriously. It is, it is yeah. hard though when it gets cold, right? I, I usually, I wear a boot then and we're like a hiking boot, but, um, yeah. Crocs, I like the fuzzy Crocs and that's, you're not afraid to admit this. The way go, man. Yeah, they're awesome. I'll beat someone up with some Crocs on, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, what is your um, e-collar of choice? Are you a particular brand? Um, I, I am sponsored by them, but I use them before. I really, really like DT systems. I used Garmin, the, the Alpha, just for my personal dogs, just because sure. of the GPS. But I like for client dogs at dt systems okay okay um let's see here what is your uh favorite species to hunt since you mentioned that you you down Hmm. you you slow down this time of year for hunting purposes uh you mean duck yeah 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 duck that's that's your Uh, favorite species oh i didn't mean i didn't know if you meant like actual species of duck uh yeah but duck yeah okay What, what is your favorite species of duck do you have one or does it does not matter? um of the ones i've shot so far wood duck without doubt i mean they're absolutely to die for yeah yeah they're they're gorgeous i have i have like you can't see it here but nobody listening to me will see this but i have two spots in my wall one right here and one right yeah here one is for a mallard and then the other one here is for a wood duck <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I got this all the way over there. I got one. Yep. Yeah. No, I see the I see the giant mallard behind you. That's that's yep. that's yep. awesome. Um, okay. Uh what uh, we got I just have a couple questions left. What is your favorite post training beverage? Post training beverage. Oh man. Post training beverage is for the morning session, it's another cup of coffee. Okay. And that's and that is Without a doubt, the uh, Duck Blind Coffee Company. Sponsored by them, but also drank them beforehand. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, no, no advertising here, but I like. Let's yeah, you can you can plug time. whoever you want to plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. After that, uh, the second session. Yeah, it's got to be a Budweiser. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. I I have no issues with that at all, or with Budweiser. I'm, I I I you know I I live in a bush bush latte household, so I can't. I was gonna judge. say you have to, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I cannot judge anybody's choice of beer <laughs> if I'm drinking bush latte. So, all right. Uh, last last question um, in rapid fire here. Then, so you're a lab guy. You don't currently own any. 
uh, between uh, black, yellow, chocolate, box red. What is your preferred color? Oof. I, oh, man. Not yellow. Just because they get everywhere. Their fur gets everywhere. I love them all. I, all right, let me put it this way. I love them all. Mm-hmm. Silver zone. Um, but I love uh, – it's a tie between black and chocolates. Okay. Absolutely. I can't pick between those two. They're my favorites. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think we'll 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 uh, wrap up on that then. So, um, okay, that's it for rapid fire. Before we before we end end this uh, this session here, uh, this this episode, um, Zach, why don't you tell everyone again the name of your business, where you're located, social media handles, how people can get get in touch with you. And then if you yeah. want to plug any other sponsors, you can plug them as well. I'm giving you the, uh, giving you the floor here. I'm going to put my mic on mute even. So go ahead. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Zach Miller, uh, founder and lead trainer of Southern Lunar Retrievers, located in Trexler Town, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, we are online. Website is www.southernlunarretriever, without the S, dot com. Uh, we are on Instagram, our Instagram handle is Southern Loon Retrievers PA. Uh, we're very active on there. We are on Facebook, Southern Loon Retrievers. Uh, just give us a search. We are also on, uh, with a lot of our videos on YouTube, just search Southern Loon Retrievers. You can find a lot of our training videos and tips on there. Uh, let's see, sponsors. Let's see if I can get all these sponsors and, and partners. <laughs> all right. If I forget anyone, I, I really don't care, but. <laughs> uh dt systems alpha dog nutrition kent cartridge uh dixie decoy 737 duck calls oh boy now i'm already forgetting someone uh nope they're not a sponsor oh boy i'm already forgetting people well i've already forgotten people i'm probably gonna forget i'm already but i'm not gonna try and burn time but yeah <laughs> you can um, you can bar- burn time uh gunner kennels Oh, Gunner Kennels. Yep. Thank you. Gunner Kennels is a partner of ours. Um, Drake Waterfowl. Geez, they would have shot me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they actually would have like came to my house and killed me. Uh, what about what? Onyx? Onyx. Yeah, they uh, they help us out pretty much. Uh, Chama Cheers. They're not a um, uh, they're not a sponsor or partner, but they gave us a free chair, and I always toss them some photos. Um, who else is on there? Um, I think that's the majority of them. That's, that's, uh, I think that's it. I was reading off the website. So. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah no but that's, problem. that's our big helpers and, and, and they help us out a lot with, with getting the job done. Um, besides that, I think that's it. Oh, uh, phone number 570-225-8519. And then um, our, all our contact info's on our website. And uh, I think that's it. Sweet. Excellent. Excellent. So if you're in the PA area, um, you're looking for, for a quality pro trainer, go ahead and reach out to Zach. I would definitely recommend giving his Instagram a follow. I will, I have not checked out your YouTube page, so I apologize for that, but I'll, I'll check that out. You put out a ton of content on Instagram. And a lot of it is, uh, or I should say it is a lot of great content. It's not just like content. It's, it's, there's a lot of valuable stuff in there. Um, so if you're looking for some tips, advice, that sort of thing, give Zach a follow, um, outside of that, uh, that is going to be it then. Um, so Zach, I will let you go. Um, thank you so much for your time and jumping on and we will talk soon. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it a lot. Absolutely.
That's it for today's podcast. If you could, please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with another gun dog owner. If you have another 30 seconds, please leave a review. I'm constantly looking for ways to improve and make the podcast better, but I can't do that without your feedback.